All right, I want to talk about coloring. Let's talk coloring. First off, I can't do it. <laughs> I try. I maybe not as hard as I probably should. No, 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 no. I've I have I have had some days in my life where I've just been like solely focused on coloring. Let's let's color something. Let's make something gorgeous and great and let's be Let's, we're not, we're not going to be anybody. I, I, I never walked into coloring something and thinking that I was going to be as good as, I don't know, anybody else out there. It was just like, let's do it, you know? And it was always approached for, for fun and uh, sometimes almost therapy. Um, never worked out for me as much as drawing, though. <laughs> and uh, just recently, I wanted to get into painting. Now, uh don't have much of the financials at the moment to get, like, a bunch of actual painting supplies. However, I do have uh, Procreate. So I was just like, hey, digital painting, you know, let's just... There's no mess involved, <laughs> right? And uh, so I tried it. And uh, first I tried it with just kind of, like, experimenting and just kind of making a, a bunch of random things and seeing how it is and stuff like that. And I, I, I took my go at a landscape, which I think actually worked out fairly well. Act, actually made me feel pretty good about myself. Um, but it's not fully off of me. It was off of a uh, video that I saw. So it was almost like I was kind of watching like a, a digital sort of Bob Ross, you know, and then I actually did it too. And I was like, wow, that was cool. But again, like I, I was like, well, I still painted somebody else's painting. So I'd like to do my own. And I, I was tapping into things that I enjoy, you know, and um, so I, 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 I almost set myself up for failure almost immediately because what are things that I like? Well, I like uh, Frazetta. Bam, done. Failed, failed already. <laughs> right? No, I, I didn't. I didn't uh, go in thinking that I was gonna do Frazetta. It was it, it, no, no, no. It's it, it just I, I like stuff like that. And um, so I looked up a bunch of other videos and stuff about like uh, digital painting and things. And what the fuck? I mean, there's some bad videos out there because some of these people, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. You know, like. Like, I have, I have no clue whatsoever, so, um, but all hope was not lost because I stumbled across some YouTube videos that I am going to recommend that you check out, uh, by a comic book artist named Dan Lawless. Uh, dude actually seems really neat and stuff, and he did a thing, uh, on Graham Nolan's channel where he was, uh, showing you how he paints. Uh, and, uh, dig uh, digitally, and uh, he uses Photoshop, and he was going over a Brian Bolin, I think it was Sergeant Rock, and uh, that was really interesting, and that was, that was really cool, because it was like, wow, like, you took, you took, like, a Bolin work, you know, and did that, and uh, that's really neat to me, and uh, actually makes me want to actually try this now, there's some, uh, I think there's some black and white Bolin stuff that he did for Judge Dredd, which I would love to kind of uh, practice on. And that was something else that I never thought about, right? It's like, I was like, oh yeah, practice a color on somebody else's thing. 
like that that never hit me it was like oh yeah that's a fucking way because i had this whole thing in my head where it's like you have to draw the whole thing out you got to make the whole thing so like you got to do all the stuff just so you can get into painting and if you're new at it like i am and you're fucking up royal you're like so frustrated because it's like oh my god i don't know what the hell i'm doing um but uh no it actually seems like you can experiment more like <laughs> like a thousand times easier uh digitally if 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 you just find black and white uh pictures um and just go for it you know and um so i'm like oh yeah i'll i'll do that now and i i do, I do like bolin uh, i i know there's actually there's uh what the fuck um this um there's an artist i uh, oh god i want to I want to say it was Severin. I think I think so. I think it was John Severin that did this one story in Creepy that was really really good, really dark, it really good though. And I was almost thinking like wow, this would look really gorgeous in color, even though all of those things just work in black and white anyway. Uh again, this is just for like practicing this is not worrying about the storytelling but oh, maybe there's foreshadowing in what i'm saying oh because we are actually going to be talking about colorists in general not just how bad i'm at it <laughs> we're going to talk about uh i i'd i like to bring up uh uh colorists that could actually color <laughs> uh well, well, well my my main thing though to go uh to go over here is, um, well, I, th I think I have a few things. I have a lot of fucking respect right now. Like, I, th I think more respect than I ever had for painters and colorists in general now that I was, like, really kind of going at it myself. Something that hit me is I was like, wow, painting. Like, if you, if you have never done it before and you really want to get into it, one of the things that I'm going to strongly suggest you do not do is go into this thinking I'm going to make a lot of money. <laughs> I think you can go into learning how to draw with that mindset because there are a lot of different avenues to do with drawing and it's easier to me. Uh, to me, it is a lot easier to learn the fundamentals of drawing at a faster way, especially if you really uh, commit to uh, like just going at this. Because you're like, I have a vision and I'm going to do this and I'm going at it. Like, if you, if you do that and you've like never drawn... I guarantee that within like a year, maybe two years, okay, you will be like a fucking pro and you'll be able to make money and you'll be able to get jobs and doing all sorts of things. That's just what I think. Painting? I think not, sir. Uh, painting is absolutely something that takes years and years and years to do. 
when it comes to really tapping into like what you really want to do because there's something inside there's something in your soul in your heart and soul that needs to be expressed and that is indeed including paintings that you would do for say a company okay because there's a certain amount of technique skill that needs to be developed and the only way you're going to do it is you have to practice and experiment over and over and over and that means that you need to give yourself time you need to give yourself fucking time needs to fucking happen that's the only way you can be like a Dan Lawless or a Frank Frazetta or fucking anyone. You know, like you need that time. Those guys gave themselves time, you know. Frazetta's been fucking uh, drawing and uh, painting since I think he was like fucking 11 or so. <laughs> like, you know, like he, he, he also though, like you want to know something though? <laughs> uh, he, he was a, a, bit, a bit of like a prodigy. You know, he just could pick things up faster just at his age. And because of that, he was already offered things like scholarships. He was offered jobs. He was offered all sorts of things that absolutely helped him get even better. Um, So that's always the cool part is getting an art job uh, that... (laughs) allows you to get better at it um like a lot of jobs out there unfortunately it doesn't seem like it's like that anymore that will be time for something else but anyway getting back into coloring so listen there's something that i definitely want to bring up though here is there's this right now there are some gorgeous colorists out there and i'm talking about nowadays all right i'm talking comics now there's some pretty gorgeous colors out there but i do have to admit though that when it when it comes to the actual storytelling okay which is where we're 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 really going to bring this into here is the is the 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 purpose of colors for storytelling and if you're wondering if i'm going to have some examples from i don't know ec comics oh <laughs> you'd be correct Okay, because almost everything good that you could learn about came from EC. <laughs> so many things art-wise you can learn from, like, so many of those fucking books. That publication really had it going on. So, look, there are some really gorgeous-looking colors out there, but holy fucking shit, do we need to, first off, lighten up. Okay, what I mean is we need to brighten these fucking things out. Uh, And that's going for... Are you ready? Batman comics. Batman comics need to brighten the fuck up. Alright? And uh, this is coming from a dude that absolutely loves the new uh, Pattinson Batman. I absolutely love that movie, including how it looks. So it's funny to say that I'm like, you need to brighten this shit up. For comics, I really think you do. I think this kind of sits anywhere between a preference and almost like a a a a really good standard to follow like you know this 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 really sits between that uh definitely uh the the 
preference comes from the fact that all of the stuff that I ever read growing up was, like, you know, like, the Batman that I read growing up, you know, was the blue and gray, right? Um, you know, and and then there was a portion in the 90s when they switched to giving Batman, like, almost an old black suit where it was really like a black and gray uh, and it was the whole thing, and it resembled that of the movies. Um, I think Graham Nolan actually was the guy that actually worked on some some of that. I know Dixon was the writer during some of that, and I have no idea if that was a choice by them or if that was the company saying, make it look like the movies, because at this point in time, uh, Batman 89, Batman Returns, and then Batman Forever... Well, Forever was, I think, coming, but uh, 89 and Returns was out, and of course I think that they want a visual... Uh, they, they, they wanted, like, a visual connection. Uh, I know that stayed even after Batman Forever came out in theaters, because when that movie came out, the font to the Batman comic book changed to the Batman Forever font, so that they, they were always doing stuff like that. But, uh, again, though, when it uh, turns into just an overall good standard to follow, really comes from the fact that there's just something just kind of in the colors in a Batman that is blue and gray that it gives you more of, like, a heroic tone, yet there's still, like, a grounded... There's still, like, a seriousness to it. And you can't say that there isn't, because you got the uh, Denny O'Neill stuff, you got Jim Aparo, you got Neil Adams, you know, you had all of these guys that absolutely did that very classic Batman and rocked the house with it, you know, and, and um, managed to make those things absolutely work out that way. So, like, it's not like you can't not not do it. It just feels like you should always stick to, like, that sort of classic kind of Batman just because it's just Batman, you know? Like, you don't see anybody updating Charlie Brown that much now, do you? <laughs> you, you know, like, what? why the fuck would you do that? So, you know, just just the fact that they always constantly feel this fucking need that they just gotta redesign everybody just continues to show, like, a lack of confidence in, like, what you have. Like, even though, you know, like, there's so many things about the uh, classics that constantly sell. It's, like, amazing that you don't just keep that up. But anyway, uh, a thing that I think needs to happen, though, is, though, is that... Um, Colorists need to really kind of rein back here. There's too much going on. And and it feels like everybody just wants to, like, just color fucking everything. And they just want to blow you away with, look at all the different stuff that we could do here. And it's like, oh my god. Like, it's gorgeous stuff at times. It's, it's, it's just sometimes... I think you're putting a little too much work into it. I think I think that there are uh, that there has to be a moment where you have to ask, where where you have to look at the story really, and really kind of read through it and kind of look at it and kind of be like you know like what's really going to help with this. Now here's some good examples from EC Comics. Harvey Kurtzman, when he worked on the 
War comics, there would be whole panels that would be sometimes one solid color. Okay, other times there would be times where the character is one solid color and the background would be maybe a different color or the background would be kind of more realistic in its sense while the character itself, you know, is all one color. And there's a lot going on like with the story with that. There's a tone and there's a mood involved in it. You know, I know there's another EC book which I think is it's one of the horror titles where a dude is getting run the fuck over by a car and the entire panel, okay, is gorgeously illustrated, wonderfully inked, and beat red. The entire panel is red. Now tell me, okay, that you can't visualize that. It's a guy getting run the fuck over, okay? You, you are watching his facial expression... Okay, as the tire is running over him, there is blood because his bones are fucking, like, cracking, skin is breaking. He is in so much fucking pain. And the entire panel is red. Now that is a thousand times more effective on the sheer horror and terror and brutality of that as opposed to say what somebody would do now they would color fucking everything because everybody can't get out of their heads that the everybody can't seem to hold on to the sort of like pure visual language of actual comics and they think of it as more of like a cinematic approach uh, hell, there are movies out there here and there that experiment a lot more with color than you'd think. Um, a movie that experiments really hard with super bright colors that really enhances the anxiety of the movie is the original 1970s Suspiria movie. That's a fantastic flick, and the colors... There's a lot of, like, popping, like, bright reds. Uh, there's a lot of, like, um, bright blue. Um, like, things like that. I mean, I, I mean al alongside a lot of the cinematography, the way that the camera moves, there's always, like, a lot, like, in a frame... Uh, that will sometimes do these like really quick like you know kind of uh, close-ups and it's these things and it, it, it's it's a lot of techniques like that that like really help like pull off this unsettling vibe all around and you can do that with comics you absolutely can you know horror comics can pull this off really fucking nicely. It's amazing, though, that there just aren't enough made right now that it feels like any time that there are, there's fucking more missed opportunities that I've ever seen. Uh, and, and I think a lot of it comes down to the lack of experiment, uh, uh, of, ex yeah, of experimentation, there you go, with color. Um, another really good example of this actually uh, is from 
Schindler's List, which I know is a movie, but still, like, think about the fact that sometimes cinema has been uh, experimenting more than actual comics have been with this when it comes to setting a fucking tone. Um, in Schindler's List, which the entire movie is all black and white, and when you're in the camp, there's this one little girl that is in a red dress. And it's the only thing that's in color. Um, and there's something really fascinating about that. Uh, I think if there, if there are, uh, if there are any film enthusiasts out there, I'm sure you've already, uh, talked about this, like, a lot. Um, it's just, again, like, it's, it's things like this, cinematic techniques like that can always be, like, approached with the comics as well. And it's just not, you know, like, overall, this isn't, like, this is more or less kind of discussing, like, just things that can be happening more and that just aren't. But that these are absolutely I ideas that I think should be put into more of a consideration and honestly becomes more and more frustrated with people because, um, like, okay, like, so for... For example, things like this can get really frustrating to me because I can't really color, and I have tried, and I'm still trying, and I'm still experimenting, and I'm still doing things, but I, it's, it's not my absolute passion, you know? Like, I like to write and draw more, um, so those are things that I have put more time into. Okay, so again, like, things like this turn into more of a frustration because it's like, you can still, it's still a lot easier to learn about it than it is to do it at times. And so when you learn about these things and you see what people have done, you just get kind of like, damn it, why isn't anybody else doing it? Because if I could, I would. And I think there are a lot of people that feel that way, that if they could, that they would. And certain things can just come to others a lot easier than others. So, uh, I think that we can all actually do a lot more than we think. We just need to take that time in, which is still what I'm also doing. Still, also is I'm I'm still taking that time in, but it, it, it's I'm not I'm not there right now. So it's it's still kind of hard to avoid a lot of the frustrations. But anyway, so colorists just need to dial it the fuck down. I think I think that we need to focus more on solid. Colors. I think that we need to focus more on mood. I think we need to focus more on tone. And I think we need to just figure things out through that. And honestly, think of less realism if that... Like, yeah, like, just focus more on, like, what the mood of, of the story needs. 